Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? Well, on my barbecue smoker, nothing's cooking because it's broken. It's broken. Okay, so you reach uh, scriptwriter Steve. This is my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is November 5th, 2021. It is currently 3.49 a.m. in the morning. I know what you guys are saying, so just shut up about it, right? I know you guys are saying, it's time for you to get to bed. No, gave myself jet lag. I took a nap, woke up at 12 a.m., and here I am talking to you folks. Yeah, I was watching uh, some football, Thursday night football. I saw the Jets get their butt kicked by uh, Carson Wentz and the, and the Indianapolis Colts. And then I thought, huh, you know, I'm just going to go to bed and just take a short nap. Ended up taking a nap until around 12 a.m. And here I am up late. <laughs> so, you know, I swear, you know, when you're, um, when you're self-employed, and you don't have a regular work schedule, I think it's so easy to give yourself jet lag uh, without even leaving the island or without even traveling. So for me, I think I'm on New York City time because right now I get inquiries from New York City and I can answer them right away. Uh, And they get replies from me saying, oh, it's at 3.50 a.m. in the morning. Dude, do you ever sleep? And it's kind of interesting because when I go to bed and then I wake up, I'm answering their emails. It looks to them as though I'm a workaholic and I'm working around the clock. And maybe I am a workaholic. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, people can interpret for interpret it for whatever it is. Uh, you know, for me, I work when I want to work. I work uh, hard when I want to work. Um, and there are things that I don't want to do. And then also on top of that, when you're self-employed, everyone just pulls at your arms every single way. So you start doing other things that have nothing to do with your work. And, uh, you know, <laughs> then, at, then at the later, later portion of the day, you have to kind of catch up because you've kind of neglected your business during the daytime. So that's, how, that's kind of how it is with me right now, especially with COVID, right? You know, COVID, my business is not as busy as it was before. Uh, I'm still getting inquiries um, every now and then in spurts and everything and uh, have inquiries to work on, I have photos to work on. But then, you know, my parents are remodeling their house and they'll ask me, hey, can you drive the truck down to, to the trash dump right now? And I said, yeah, I can drive it down there, no problem. So I'll, I'll go ahead and drive it, drive it down there. But that's another hour or two and you know, all these little little favors here and there, they all, they all add up. So what is on my mind today? Well, you know, I just have to tell you this. The Democrats... They are a bunch of racist fools. And I'm not sure if that's even, I mean, that should be a compound word, a racist fool. One word, because it is a noun. We should make it into some type of special type of pronoun for them where they can identify their gender as a racist fool. Not male, not female, a racist fool. And I would be fine with that because that's what they are. And not only are they racist fools, they're just flat-out idiots. And I hate to actually go out there and prejudge anyone because that's a form of prejudice, right? And that's the last thing we can do because I'm sure there are some smart liberals out there. But I'm talking about the modern progressive liberal. I'm not talking about the Democrat that your mother or grandmother was or great-grandfather was back in the day. I'm not talking about the Zellmillers. I'm talking about the current progressive that will say anything, do anything, care more about their image, anything they will do to maintain power. Now, you have some of those selfish idiots on top of the right, okay? No doubt about it. Lindsey Graham, 
you know, uh, 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 I think, what was his name? Um, uh, I think, I think it was, uh, Representative Boehner was also one of those people. You know, as, people who spend too much time in the swamp, not only are they stupid, they're also corrupt. But here we are in this time in our, in our world where there is so much polarization in our entire country. You have the right and, and you have the left. And right now, the right seems to represent what is righteous in the world, what is, what is just in the world, what is reality, right? The right represents reality and the left is filled with metaphoric thinkers, people who talk in similes, can never answer a direct question or a direct answer, and can never give you a direct answer, because if they were ever to give you a direct answer, you could easily dispute the facts on them, right? You can easily argue, argue the facts with them if they ever tell you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So they'll never give you the whole truth. Never, ever, ever. So late last night, I'm, th- I'm thinking about five o'clock in the morning. Um, I'm, uh, I'm up late and I'm still up, maybe about, I'm about 70% awake. And uh, I watch television when I go to sleep. And I, and I have this really cool um, LED projector, a little small portable one that I've hooked up to my direct TV. And I actually project the image of, my, of, of, my, of what's on my direct TV on my ceiling. Now, because my ceiling is not one of those nice smooth ones, uh, it is not a very clear picture, but it's good enough. And it kind of brightens up the room. And uh, I'm watching Fox News and uh, kind of go to sleep to like Fox News sometimes or like go to sleep to anything. And uh, what, what popped on to my television at 5 o'clock or 5.30 or, or something like that, I'm not sure, was Rand Paul grilling Dr. Fauci. And I tell you what, Dr. Fauci, he can no longer call himself a doctor. He's out there saying that there's no, um, there's no evidence that this China virus is, has been, had been created in a lab. And there's no evidence that what was being done in, the, in, this, in this lab was an example of gain of function. And there's no example, there's no one proof that the NIH ever funded any type of gain-of-function research for this Chinese laboratory, even though they wrote a letter admitting it. I mean, that is just idiotic. And we know now that Fauci is a compulsive liar trying to cover up for himself because, you know, if I can think, if I can connect the dots, and again, I'm nothing. I'm really nothing. I'm a wedding planner. I'm a I'm an out of work screenwriter in a way, right? And I write, you know, movie reviews and I have this podcast, I do wedding stuff, I barbecue stuff, but in no way, in no way am I a doctor or an epidemiologist. But when I when I can identify elements of fiction in their argument, I know something is up. And and here's the thing, when their argument is so weak and so idiotic, and and, and there's so many plot holes, my, one of my favorite words, uh, plot holes in their arguments that you can drive a truck through, well, you know it's, they're lying. So what are the plot holes? We'll go over it right away before I cut the commercial. So let's just, let, let's just uh, say that this virus, this COVID virus, is naturally made 
uh, I guess, is a naturally occurring virus that just happened to come upon the human race at the worst time. This coronavirus, right? And never before has a coronavirus ever evolved this quickly. So what happened? Well, we know for a fact that this coronavirus came from a bat. And that these bats carry around this coronavirus that they really don't get, um, I guess, affected by. It doesn't kill the bat. It doesn't kill the bat at all. But it would kill other, other animals because, again, this virus is, becomes novel to their immune system. And that's why it kills some humans and other animals. So what has to happen in, in order for this virus to jump to humans? Well, <laughs> for some reason or another, you have to either ingest a bat or get the virus from a bat, I guess, uh, some way. Somewhere, yeah, you have to get it from that bat. Now, you could get it from eating it, right? You could, you could get, if that, if that, um, virus is inside that bat and you eat the bat, there's a possibility that you could become infected by that virus, right? It, you could be. It's not definite because it's very hard to get, you know, it's, it's very hard to get a respiratory virus by eating something because when it goes into your stomach, well, you have a thing called stomach acid in there, and your body metabolizes it, right? And so it's very hard. You have to breathe. You would have to breathe in this virus, technically. So you have to perform maybe CPR to the bat or breathe in the same air because that bat's not wearing a mask. I'm just, I'm not being kind of sarcastic with you, but this is what coronavirus is. It's a respiratory disease. It's not something you can actually ingest. People don't get this virus from eating food. All right. So, you know, and if you eat a food, if you eat food, say, for example, you, you eat a bat, you cook it. So you'll be, you'll basically kill the virus through heat, correct? Or boiling it. So you, you'll actually kill it. You're not going to eat sashimi bat. I don't think you can. All right. So th- these are the plot hopes out there. All right. So now, say, for example, you can get the virus. Now, say, for example, you're able to get the virus through the coronavirus. Now that virus has to mutate. And you have to mutate into a respiratory virus because you just ingested it. And then it has to be transferred then from human to human. How does that virus that you had to eat the bat in order to get it, all of a sudden transfer or evolve into a respiratory virus, a really bad one, and be, and be able to be transferred from human to human immediately? Immediately. And then upon that, you, that human can now transfer that respiratory virus to a lion, to an ostrich, to another animal out there? How can it jump? How can, it, how can this virus evolve that quickly when no other virus has ever evolved that quickly ever in the, in the um, time that we have lived on Earth or the Earth has ever been, I guess, since the Earth has existed from the beginning? If evolution does exist... It's very slow. Even RNA viruses don't mutate that fast. All right? Again, we're talking bat to human, then human to human, then human to animal, almost back to back to back. It can't do that. And Fauci knows it can't do that. So lo and behold, that's why they have a a type of research out there called gain of function, which is basically forced evolution. Evolution on freaking steroids. Now, why do they, I guess, yeah, I guess uh, uh, um, research, gain of function type of crap out there? 
Well, under Fauci's eyes, under under incredibly insane scientists, because again, scientists, scientists just because they're smart, it doesn't mean that they're that they're moral. Because a lot of scientists, you know, you ever watch movies? They call them the absent-minded professor can get caught up in their mind and start doing some crazy stuff. They'll start experimenting on, you know, you know, they'll start experimenting on people. They'll start experimenting things that you shouldn't be doing to humans. You, you, you things you literally have to put the brakes on scientists because they don't have that line, that moral line, that that morality morality line. They'll say, you know, they'll let the ends justify the means, and that's what happened with Fauci and a lot of other of his cohorts, and even the the, the Chinese out there. All right, so right there in Wuhan. There is a there is a lab that is that actually specializes in bat coronaviruses and also in gain of function that the NIH actually funded. There's a paper trail going straight to there, and the lady who works there in that Wuhan lab is called the Bat Lady or something like that. And in her research paper, she thanks Dr. Fauci for the money from the NIH for her gain of function bat coronavirus research. And yet, Fauci comes out there and says, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know, you're, you're just pushing all lies. So for us to believe Fauci, we have to believe that in evolution that doesn't exist, the Wuhan laboratory that doesn't exist, the bat coronavirus lady who credited, uh, I guess, Dr. Fauci for all the money, thanked him, doesn't exist. Does he think we're idiots? Does he think we're idiots? I think he does. Now, the crazy thing about it is that the left, it gives them a free pass. This is like Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the laptop from hell. The left media gives them a free pass. And they always do this crap. And that's why they're, they're insane. And that's why I say they're stupid. I mean, they're literally looking at the evidence right there. And they're just going, duh. I mean, really, I'm, I'm curious, Right? Like, are are there any pistons firing off in their brain? Any light bulbs going off? I don't think so. I really don't think so. All right, people. I'm going to cut the commercial because I need to. I need to pay the bills. You know how it is, right? And And I need to advertise my wedding company because that's how I make the most money from my podcast. Uh, by the way, thank you very much for all the people who are uh, listening and also um, subscribing. Love it. Uh, if you like my podcast, keep sharing it. I got more to go. I'm, I, I'm gonna, I got to get more into the CRT thing, right? Because it's, it's, this is what I really wanted, wanted to talk about. Um, but I got to cut the commercial. And then when I get back, we are going to get into this whole critical race conspiracy theory that is now being pushed by the left. And they have basically changed the whole entire narrative now on the critical race theory. And it is just driving me nuts. So tune in, tune in. Don't go anywhere after this commercial. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So... If you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com.
All right, everyone, welcome back to my podcast. This again is Scriptwriter Steve. I'm playing, I think, the theme music for liberals right now. This is the theme music that goes on in their head while they're thinking, while they're going to work. You know, I'm trying not to be prejudiced. I'm not. I'm trying not to prejudge them, but God, they make it so hard. They make it so hard. All right, so, all right, so, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna turn this music down. Hit the pause button, and I got this newspaper in front of me that is triggering me. So I'm gonna just try to describe it to you because uh, you can't see it right now, but uh, it's one of those. It's a cartoon. It's a political cartoon, and on the left side, strangely, we have a Republican, uh, angry Republican um, elephant, because the elephants represent Republicans, right? And then we have a very smart, educated donkey on the right that looks kind of like a librarian and kind of is wearing reading glasses. So the angry, so on the title, the title of this whole, uh, I guess, political cartoon, it says, "Party messaging, spot the difference." So the Republican, angry Republican uh, elephant is yelling, critical race theory, critical race theory, critical race theory, and that's it. Okay, so apparently they're, they're, trying, to, they're trying to classify us Republicans as crazy people who are just shouting, um, I guess, critical race theory or three-letter conspiracy theories at the top of our, our lungs. Because again, that's, what they, that's who they think we are. Now, we just believe in conspiracy theories, right? Now, I'm, I'm going to disprove that in a little while. Now, on the right-hand side, this donkey, this intellectual donkey Democrat, we'll just call this donkey an ass because that's why, what it is. It's an intellectual ass with the glasses um, drooped down over his big nose. And um, he has kind of these lazy, droopy eyes there saying because he's probably stoned, right? And he's holding up his finger and he's saying very... Uh, condescendingly, well, that actually isn't true. He's regarding to the critical race theory. I don't know why my Republican friend here is talking about this because did you know they don't actually teach critical race theory in schools? Not that I am calling my opponent a liar. Also, it's a bit of racist thing to say, but I'm definitely not calling him that. Also, a lot of people don't actually know what critical race theory even means. Allow me to explain with my 10-part a docu-series that I will post on my website when it's working and dot, dot, dot. So again, they are portraying the Republicans as crazy, crazy, crazy conspiracy theory pushing people. And on the, and on the left, you have an intellectual ass who is just talking down you condescendingly, who is telling you, well, CRT isn't real, but you really don't know what CRT is, and I'm sorry they're not teaching it in schools, and, you know... That's just a middle finger to every single Virginia voter out there and to every single parent that attended these school boards to protest against critical race theory. So the question, first of all, is critical race theory being taught in Virginia schools? The answer is yes and also no. Now, critical race theory is technically just that. It's a theory. It's a theorem. It's a theory. There's actually no, no books on official curriculum that is labeled CRT, like where you can open up a, a book or a class and say, you know, this is your critical race theory book, or we have an elective called critical race theory. You know, this is worth uh, how many college credits? No, 
They don't have any of that in school. None. But the teachers incorporate the theory of critical race into into their practice. Now we know we all know that the parents know that because the parents have come, um I've talked to the kids and the kids are getting taught in school by their woke teachers that white Caucasians, right, are far superior to their black brethren. They're getting taught that and that the whites are born superior to their black brethren. And the blacks have been held down and continue to be held down by their white brethren. And there's nothing they can do. The, the blacks can do nothing to help themselves up. Even if they try, they can't really succeed in America because America was built on a foundation of racism. Now, we have seen YouTube videos of this. We have seen kids, you know, being chastised for, you know, again, um, uh, I guess... Um, speaking up for themselves, talking back to the teachers because they didn't want to, they didn't want to, what do you call it, like, uh, 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 follow this crap. We've seen teachers do this over there in Virginia. There's video of them. But again, their curriculum, there is no official CRT theory. There, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. There is no CRT curriculum labeled CRT. There's nothing like that. The teachers just teach it on their own. Or they get they or they have a message going out there, uh, I guess by the principal or someone, that it just trickles down. Now, here's the funny thing. Before the before the this this narrative that CRT didn't exist, it only popped up just recently, just recently. All right, the Democrats. Now, if you know, the Democrats are just a bunch of sheep. They're a bunch of blind loyalists. So if, for example, before Donald Trump ran for president, every single liberal out there, Hollywood, everyone, they loved him. Apprentice was one of the number one shows. People wanted to be on The Apprentice and they loved it. They, Donald Trump appeared in, appeared in every single show he could. They loved him, right? And then all of a sudden he runs for president and then he becomes a racist, so this is what happens. The liberals will say, Donald Trump, good. And they'll say, Donald Trump, good. And all of a sudden, Donald Trump's a racist. And they'll say, okay, Donald Trump's a racist. So same thing goes with CRT. CRT exists. It's good. Okay, CRT is really, really good. It exists. And now they're saying, CRT doesn't exist. All right, it doesn't exist. Okay, it never did exist. And they don't even question it because they're just sheep. The same thing goes with the mask, Right. Oh, oh, COVID is here. Wear a mask. Okay, I wear a mask. We, once you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask. Okay, I got the vaccine. I'm not going to wear a mask. Now you have to wear a mask. Okay, I wear a mask because vaccines don't really work. Okay, they don't work, but they do work. Okay, they work. This is how they think. They don't hold an opinion of, of themselves because, because most Democrats are of the type six loyalist personality type. I'm going back to the Enneagram type who have a fear of themselves, a fear that they can't, their opinion doesn't count, so they can't stand for their own self, and they want to attach themselves to another, to a rescuer out there who will tell them how to think. And unfortunately, their rescuer just happens to be AOC, Nancy Pelosi, Bernie Sanders, or God forbid, Joe Biden. God help those people. Blind loyalist. <laughs> 
So again, anything they say becomes good as gold in their book, and they will change their, their opinion on a fly. During the Chris Wallace, now I now if you tuned into yesterday's podcast, I played um, a clip of a of the 2020 uh, presidential debate between Joe Biden and President Trump. And during this debate, Chris Wallace drilled Donald Trump for for um, employ, uh, for canceling out CRT training in the military and in government offices in March. March of 2019 or, or March of, yeah, March of 2019 or 2020. I'm not sure. So he started coming down on that. And so did Joe Biden. These both started attacking Donald Trump. Now, back then, CRT existed. During that debate, it existed. And now it doesn't. Oh, that's crazy, right? Oh, that's kind of weird. By the way, right before I started this podcast, I wanted to know more about CRT. So I Googled critical race theory. And what came up at the top, at the top of the entire, uh, I guess, Google rankings, because again, these are organic rankings here, a website called learningforjustice.org that teaches teachers how to, impl- uh, how to um, uh, I guess, incorporate, uh, incorporate critical race theory um, curriculum in their classrooms. So this is what, this is what parents are against. This is what parents are against. And here's an even, even strange thing. When Terry McAuliffe, that was the guy who was running against Glenn Youngkin, the Democrat, when he was, when he was, told, when he was uh, asked, I guess, as, for one of the questions during the debate, you know, whether or not critical race theory should be implied in schools and everything so on and such and forth, he came out and said, he didn't deny that criti- critical race theory actually uh, did not exist. He didn't deny it. He said... Parents should have no, uh, no involvement in what the, their kids are learning in schools. So he did not deny that it, exi- that it existed. Now, here's the interesting thing. So that, this is the whole new narrative now that CRT doesn't exist in this post-George Floyd world where everyone is just overly sensitive, where we saw black people going around some many many comedians making white people go on their knees to apologize for their whiteness. The, I think some of these blacks were actually comedians, and, and they were saying, "This is how crazy they are. This is how crazy white liberals are apologizing for being white." Now, like I, I now like how I talked to you yesterday. Does, does racism exist? Oh yeah, racism exists. I talk I talked about about it all the time in my podcast. Racism does exist because stupid people exist. And on top of that, we're seeing more racism against whites right now. Against whites. You know, the, the, the interesting thing is that the Democratic Party, if we, if we back the truck up all the way back to the, the olden days before our great-grandfathers ever step, uh, stepped foot on this planet and, and talk about their great-grandfathers, you know, way back in the day, the Democrats were racist. They were the slave owners. They were the, they were the South. The Democrats were the South. All those statues that the left wants to tear down because they want to cancel, the, cancel slavery. This is the most ironic thing, right? You're pulling down all of these, all of these, um, Southern, Southern, um, I guess leaders that Southern, Southern, um, leaders of the South. 
the Confederate states that believed in slavery, okay, fine, and you're canceling people on dollar bills because, again, you know, on, on money, because they own slaves. What does the left make, make those protesters for, want to forget? That every single one of those statutes that came down, guess what? Those were all Democrats. So if you want to cancel those, Demo- those, uh, those uh, soldiers or those Confederate heroes, why don't you cancel that whole Democratic Party? Because th- that's where their theories came from. And right now, the Democrats are still racist. They're still racist. And they're still, they still believe in segregating everyone. Look, look how they're segregating us through vaccines, also through race, right? To them, when you apply for a job, your race counts. To them, when it, when it comes to COVID, your race counts. You know, you know here in Hawaii, here, here's a dumb thing in Hawaii. They, they, have, they, have a, they have a panel that we can access uh, on the website that breaks down COVID infections, uh, uh, I guess for the curious like me, for the media. So how do they break things down? Well, they're, they're no longer breaking things down by age anymore. They said they're not going to do that. Why don't they want to do that? Because they're finding out that people who are younger are not dying from COVID, and they're and 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 you know what? They're they're trying to push the vaccines on the young people. So if they leak that information that not many young people are dying from COVID, in fact zero in Hawaii. Then why would why should kids be given an exp, an experimental vaccine or an experimental medicine? Correct. So they they want to lie to you. What about their treatment? What the people who died? What type of treatment did they uh, were they given? Were they given any treatment? They don't. They know the answer to that. They won't give you the answer. All they're telling you is get the vaccine, and they're scaring you with numbers. And they're telling you all of these other treatments, by the way, don't work. What is one, what, what, what is one uh, thing that they do tell you on there? They tell you their race. So on top, so what they're saying, what they do the, on, in Hawaii's, uh, uh, I guess, uh, COVID, COVID dashboard here, is that they give you the, the numbers and they break it down by the race of the person to show you that minorities are hit harder by COVID than whites. The truth is it doesn't matter. The truth is it doesn't matter at all. And they'll say, get the, here's the funny thing about it. They'll say, look at this stat here in Hawaii. Asians. Asians are actually more likely to get hit than the Caucasians in Hawaii. Well, yeah. We're like 95% Asian in Hawaii. <laughs> Duh. I mean, what the hell? You walk down the street, you're going to see someone Asian. I'm full Chinese. My All my friends are mostly Asian. I mean, not by choice or anything like that, right? You know, not that we're seeking out, like, you know, Asian friends. It just happens to be. It just happens. We're in a huge melting pot of Asians. We're like Asian stew over here. Hard. You know who's a minority here? White people. The Caucasians are minorities. So, of course, they would have less COVID infections. But what does our state want you to believe? Oh, this COVID stuff, it only targets minorities. A bunch of liars, right? But, you, but what happens is that I hear it on the left all the time. I hear it on the left that, whoa, you know what? This COVID stuff, it only targets minorities. The blacks, 
the Latinos, the Asians, they get hit really hard. But if you're white, it doesn't hit you. And the whites only want, they, this is a virus that they want the minorities to get hit really hard because they're just a bunch of white supremacists. And this is the type of science we're reduced to from the liberals, from Joe Biden, from Fauci, going, trickling down to all the democratic states. It's stupid. We're all human. We're all human. We may be slightly genetic, genetically different. Like we know for a fact blacks can run fast and Asians, we don't have, we don't have as much of those, those, those fast twitch fibers. That's why we can't win, win in the Olympics. Can't win in the Olympics very much. You know, when those, we got those black Jamaicans who can run like a, like a, like a gazelle. But us, us Asians got short little legs. You know, we got like slow twitch fibers, but we're really flexible. Really flexible so we can do gymnastics really well, right? Or even like figure, figure skating. Watch out for figure skating because the Japanese and the Koreans are really, really good. Really, really good. But no, you know, you know, the, <laughs> when it comes to athletes, we know that the blacks, especially the blacks who had slave, who actually who were slaves from before have, are, are traced back to the slave trade. They are very athletic because guess what? Back in the day, when you wanted a good slave, you wanted them tall, you wanted them muscular. And that's why a lot of the blacks here in America, a lot of the blacks in Jamaica, who are who whose ancestry traced back to the slave days, they're like Spartans. They're like pick cherry pick from Africa. You know, if you if you go to actual Africa and you meet like you know blacks over there, over in Kenya, Nigeria, and everything, they're not like the blacks in America. They're not tall. They're not very muscular. I'll tell you that. I got some friends in there. I got some friends over there from Zimbabwe and all. They're like five feet something. You know, they're like real, real thin. They're real thin. I'm thinking, wow. When I look at a black person, usually I'm thinking, wow, NFL, sprinter, this guy can run a 4-4-40. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much you know, prejudging them. I'm saying, man, you, you, you meet a black person, you think, hey, they're not good in sports. They, they should be, right? They should be really good. Because, you know, they're going to be fast. They can jump high and all that stuff, right? But they're like a very specific type of breed. They're the Spartans that, were, that came over here through, through the slave trade. All right. But this is where we're headed, people. You know, the critical thinking. I'll tell you one thing. Critical race theory is real. We know that for a fact. Hold on a real quick second. I got the phone ringing here. Hold on. All right, people, I'm back. Who the hell was calling that phone at like 4.24 a.m. in the morning? I'm not going to answer that phone call. <laughs> That's, that was an unverified number. I, that, is a, that is not a good number to answer. You're talking about these phone calls, man. I've been getting a lot of, a lot of like, uh, um, a, a lot of fake phone calls. It's almost to a point where I don't want to, if I don't know the number, I don't answer it. It's really coming down to that point. But again, critical race theory is real. They may not label it critical race theory. You know, this all started from the 1619 project and all, it all came to fruition through George Floyd, but this was being taught way before. Right, this this whole thing where um, it, it's almost like you know critical race theory. It's very racist theology out there, and it's not good for anyone. It's not good for white. It's not good for blacks. It's not good for Asians, because what it does is that it it makes whites again guilty of something they're not guilty of. Right? There's really no white people I think in the modern day that that has ever owned a slave. Right now, here in America, at least, right. And there's no blacks here in America that has actually been enslaved by a white person. And 
Is there any type of systemic racism going on in America right now? Well, I see blacks being presidents. I see blacks being politicians. I see, I, I, I see very successful blacks everywhere. Now, do whites have an advantage over blacks? Does, do blacks have an advantage over whites? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Now, people, though, we have to always understand that people are not created equally. You know, what, what matters more than, your, than the actual the color of your skin is the circumstances of how you were raised as a child. Did you have good parents when you grew up? Were your parents responsible parents? Did they raise you in a healthy environment where you, where you, would, be, where you would grow up into an adult with no personal problems, right? That's the major thing. And unfortunately, in the black community, you have more broken families than in the white community. In the Asian community, you know, you really, you may have a, a tough mother, a tough father, but they're there. You know, they're there for you. You know, they're going to show up to your, your, uh, your, your recitals or something like that. They may critique you very, very hard, but they're going to show up. You know, I, I had so many friends of mine um, where their parents would never show up at their, at their football games, at their, uh, at their recitals, uh, at, their, at their science fairs. They would never show up. And it didn't dawn upon me now. And, this, and these people were also white or Asian. Or it didn't really matter. This is at, at my private school. And it, it, it didn't dawn upon me how it really mattered to them because my parents would always show up. Even, even though I wasn't the best you know, at, my, at my craft, my parents would show up. And, uh, but their parents would never show up. And I thought that was really, really sad. You know, now, now, I, now I think about it, it's really, really sad. So I, I kind of took, took it for granted when I was a kid. But as an adult, I met the people whose parents did not show up. And I tell you what, it really affects them in a negative way. It carries on into their adulthood. So, going on. What do we do now with this whole critical race theory thing that's, that's going on right now? Because it is true. The Democrats will tell you that it doesn't exist. Because, again, if it doesn't exist, then they have nothing... They, then you won't have anything to complain about. And they can also label you as some type of crazy conspiracy nut. And by the way, I have to circle back to the whole crazy conspiracy nut thing. Because let's just back the truck up here and not forget that it is the Democrats that have been pushing every single crazy conspiracy theory out there that has been proven false. And that includes the media. Russia collusion... False. The whole um, Ukrainian phone call thing, uh, the, the, the Ukrainian phone call quid pro quo thing, um, stuff that Donald Trump got impeached on, all false. The, the January 6th insurrection, which was led by a white supremacist, all false, because the January 6th stop the steal protest, that was, that was created by a black dude. Or no, hold on, I'm saying, I think he's a black Arab, a black Arab. Right there, and uh, and a lot of the, a lot of the uh, what do they call that group? Um, the Proud Boys that show up. It's head by a black dude. <laughs> you know, this whole thing again, like where uh, Virginia Virginia's election was a result of white supremacy. 
Well, the, the lieutenant governor who won, she's black, 100% black, right? She's a Marine, you know, businesswoman. She's black. Apparently, that's a result of white supremacy, and she is helped pushing white supremacy. She doesn't even know how much of a white supremacist she actually is. This is all coming from the left. All coming from the left. The left tells you, oh, COVID-19. COVID-19 is so dangerous. You have to lock yourself up, up in your house because COVID is everywhere. It's on, the, it's on your mask. It's everywhere. You know, wear your mask while you drive alone. You know, wear your mask while you jog alone outside. You should social distance yourself at all times. You know, just be scared. That's all a conspiracy theory. All of a conspiracy theory out there. So what do we have in defense of all this paranoia and fear? Well, right now, I just tell you that you have to be strong. You have to stand up. You have to be fearless. You really do. So when people come around knocking on the door, or friends come around and start pointing the finger and wagging the finger to you, well, you have to go out there and correct them. Try not, try not to argue with them. In fact, don't argue with them. Just correct them and tell them no. Now, when I, when, I, when I encounter this outside, I will tell them, I actually don't believe that. And all of a sudden, they start like, you know, backing up and say, whoa, 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 you don't believe in that? Why don't you believe in that? You, you don't believe that wearing a mask works? And I give them my argument. And they have no rebuttal for it. Because I give a very logical argument, which they have a hard time coming to terms with. Because it makes them, it makes their entire argument just falls to the ground. And so when you try to discuss this with, with your liberal friends, if the, if the argument of CRT or white privilege or racism comes up or all these different things come up where, where, you know, why cops should be defunded or, or why we should drive around Teslas to control, you know, to, to control the, the climate, all those different types of things and how Joe Biden is doing such a great job and Trump was doing such a really bad, poor job. It's very easy. It's very easy to re-educate these liberals because they live, their argument, their entire argument, their entire existence is based upon lies. Every single, every single stance, every single platform that the Democrats stand on is based upon a very thin lie. And that's why they will tell you the debate is over, the fill in the blank is in. The science is in, right? The debate is over. The science is in. Climate change. The debate is over. The science is in. Even though the, the debate never started. COVID. Oh, the debate is over. The science is in. Don't listen to anything else. Don't listen to, don't listen to like your reasoning. Listen to Fauci. What is the code word? Follow. Follow the science. Follow us. Follow, follow, follow. They all say the same thing. You, if you want to become a good soldier for the Democrat, all you do is follow. Don't question. Never, ever question. So again, when you encounter a friend, classmate, or whatever, relative, you, you don't have to, if you know your stuff, if you know your facts, just tell it to them. You don't want to take the vaccine because, well, you have ivermectin on the side. Ivermectin has been shown shown to work. India has is basically 
this one city in India where there's about 200 people, 200 million people who were, who were like, you know, you know, that entire town was infected with COVID. They used ivermectin as a prophylaxis and also a treatment. And now they have COVID zero over there and also natural immunity within a month with, and they have a population almost as big as America, and they were able to go to COVID zero, a third row nation, using ivermectin, what type of argument can they give to, to actually battle that? Oh, Japan used ivermectin, by the way, too, and they got rid of their third wave really quick. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, one thing, I remember I ran into a, um, a person who worked for the mayor here in Hawaii one time, here in Oahu. And uh, uh, this was at a, a freedom rally. And um, he showed up. He's a liberal. But he showed up at this freedom rally just to see what was going on. I think he was a plant. He was, a, he was someone there. And he asked me flat out. He said, you know, why don't, why don't you think that masks work? Well, why don't you think that masks work, Steve? I mean, I just want to hear it from you. And I said, look, masks are one-time use only things. If I have if I have a COVID on my hand and I take down my mask, all of a sudden COVID is on my mask. I put it in my pocket, and now it's all of a sudden in my pocket. Now I'm gonna take it out of my pocket and I'm gonna put it back in my face now. How how did I help myself? How did I help you out? Right? And I told him human behavior affects the the overall effectiveness of of uh, the mask, right? And he told me, Well, that's a good point. That's really, really a good point. And he went away from there, went away from that, that, uh, that conversation with questions to ask. Then I saw him at another freedom rally, and he told me flat out, well, I remember what you told me. And you know what? Now, you know, I've awakened. I think this whole COVID stuff is a bunch of crap. And he worked for our mayor, and he switched. So this is what you can do to people who are on the left. You just have to hit them with logic. Hit them with any type of argument out there. You be polite, you be direct, but that's what you do. All right, people, I am out of here. It is currently 4.36 a.m. in the morning. Holy crap, I better get to bed. Thanks for listening. If you like it, again, share, subscribe, do all the really great things. I'll talk to you later. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T-O Movies. Yeah, the T-O is not the number two, by the way. It is T-O, like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.